Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Glad for you that are here tonight. I told Pastor he should not announce I was going to do this tonight. It was just like paying people not to come. Thank you, Jesus. So, Amen. Praise the Lord. Tonight, by the help of the Lord, I want to minister to you something that I feel that is very important. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be turning to St. Mark chapter 1. I'm going to be reading four different verses from four different chapters. Three books. Hallelujah. Mark 1, verse number 35. And in the morning, this is Jesus here, if you don't recognize this, and in the morning rising up a great while before dawn, he, Jesus, went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Everybody said prayed. And then St. Luke the fifth chapter in verse number 16. Fifth chapter in verse number 16. And again, it is Jesus. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And then Luke 6, verse number 12. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. Then I want to turn to Matthew chapter number 6. Amen. And this is my key verse tonight. Matthew 6 and verse number 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door... Pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word tonight that you have placed, Lord Jesus, within our heart and soul. I pray that, God, you would open our minds to be receptive to that word tonight. God, I need your anointing upon these lips of clay. That the words may be fervent, Lord Jesus. Yet God spoken in love. I pray tonight that hearts and souls will be changed. Not by me, Lord, but by the message, Lord, that you have given. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In that holy name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And everybody said amen. And you can be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let me get this water open. Thank you, Jesus. I know that uh, there has been a lot that has been spoken about prayer. From last year, I know pastors preached it. 
Probably truth is I've preached it. I know as I listen uh, to NYC that Brother Carpenter preached it. Um, Brother Zach got up and again brought it to our attention. But I want you to know that way back before any of that, God, I don't know, but I believe this last year, I don't know when God has ever dealt with me on prayer like he did this past year. And back in October, early part of October, God began to speak to me about prayer. And uh, that's what I want to speak about tonight. In a world where everything and everybody is so demanding our attention, it is so easy to see how things might get out of their proper order. It seems time is of an essence in our day, and it don't seem like there's ever enough of it. You know, somebody say amen. So we seem to run out of time. And therefore, we are behind in our schedule every day. Am I painting a picture of a normal day? Is anybody caught up? If you're caught up, you're one of the few that I've talked to lately because everybody is behind. I don't know how, I don't think I'm ever going to get caught up. I'm so far behind, I'll never catch up. This seems to be the norm of our day. And then I began to think about that. I began to think about the shortage of time and how that there is no time. It seems like that we've got more conveniences today than we've ever had, yet we run behind more than we've ever run. And I began to think about it. And then that little phrase, Pastor, that we have all probably uh, uh, said or used sometime or another, there seems to be a lot of truth in the saying that people are going to do what they want to do. I don't like to repeat that, but th that's the truth in our day. Priorities seem to get changed in our busyness. Sometimes the most important gets pushed to last place in our schedules or even forgot about altogether. Is anybody with me tonight? I want to preach on the subject time out to pray. I know everything seems to hit at once, right? You ever, you ever notice that, you know, well, I'm behind because this, this, and this. Everything just seemed to hit at once. But you turn around, the same thing happens again. So it's just a time that we live in. And then I know as, as individuals and even as Christians, I hate to say it, but even as Christians, the, uh, living for God, uh, we, we fall into this place and when nothing is going right, when everything seems to be falling apart, nothing's going right, we become angry. And uh, we become frustrated. You ever become frustrated with things? You ever got to where you really wanted to just scream? And then when you get past that, you just want to cry and bawl. 
and squall because nothing's going right. Everything has fell apart. Well, I'm telling you, it's time to pray. I, I just give you a little backdrop, but in, in, lack, in October last year while I was praying, early in the morning hours, I usually have the morning watch. It's somewhere usually between 3 and 6. I don't know why, but ever since I've pastored, that's when my messages usually come, is the wee hours of the morning. Um, that's, I don't know, it's just that way. The Lord spoke something to me. As I was praying, and he said, time out. I said, okay, Lord. And then he began to reveal some things to me, pastor, of the past. Things that I used to do in the second church. How I made my way, Sister Dawn, to the church early in the morning. And I unlocked the church door, walked up those winding steps, amen, and began my journey down that hallway to my corner office, and I would step through the door, and I would go over, and I kept mama's platform rocker way back, I don't have it now, I wish I did not got rid of it, but I did, and I'd sit down in mama's platform rocker. And began to meditate on the goodness of the Lord. Before I started praying, I started thanking him for what he'd already done. How he'd already blessed me. How he'd already took care of my family. How he'd already done miracles in my life and in my ministry. I began to thank him for those things. As I sat down in mama's chair and began to meditate on how good the Lord was. And then after I began to thank him, I found myself kneeling at that chair that mama used to pray at all the time. And I would begin to pray unto the Lord, kneeling down at that chair, and began to seek God for answers to our church and to my ministry. God, where do we go from here? What do I do about this, God? I began to pound everything I could into God asking him when, why, and where. And tonight, I know what it is. We need a prayer closet. He began to deal with me. That we need a prayer closet. It's been spoken of already in times past. We need a prayer closet. But I'm going to tell you something. A prayer closet is nothing more than a place to say time out. Hallelujah. Taking everything else out of the way and aside from all of our daily cares. Come on, the cares of life. Let me tell you, the cares of life can be your problem. Come on. Yet the Bible said to cast your care upon him for he careth for you. But if we're not careful, we begin to cast prayer, cast our cares all of the time. He was reminding me through that little ordeal that it was time for a one-on-one -on -one with him. Yes. 
In other words, I really believed in that hour that Brother Cook, the Lord, was kind of opening the door to my prayer closet and said, you need to take some time out because I need a one-on-one with you. Come on. I believe this is the day and the hour that we, and that's the way they do it. It automatically shuts. That's what God wants. That's what happens when a carpenter don't set it up, you know. It's going to go shut. I want to make sure it did, so. It won't latch either, Evan and Elside. But that's all right. But he, he is trying, I believe, to tell the church. He's trying to tell us as a church that it's time for a one-on-one with God. Hallelujah. I need a little time alone with you. Is he calling anybody there right now? Come on. I'm wondering if we got ears to hear him, if he should call us to the prayer closet. (laughs) Oh, glory. The prayer closet we think of as a dark place. You know, and and, and, and that's all right. It should be. Yet I want to remind you, and I'll probably preach about that later on, but if you want to really know the truth, The Lord said he made his dwelling place in the darkness. In the dark place is where you always find him. Pastor preached to us that he's calling card, I I believe, was the cloud or, or anyhow. It's in the darkness that God is always calling from. Come on. He's 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 made his dwelling place the darkness. You see, Mama used to pray at that chair that I knelt down with. And somehow it seemed that that chair gave me a connection with Mama and with God. Because Mama used that chair as her prayer place. Hard telling how many prayers were prayed for her son. Kneeling down at that chair, she was praying for this pastor then. Come on, she was praying for her son, but I'm telling you, she was mentioning some Brother Terry and Sister Rhonda's. Come on, she was praying for her grandchildren. Come on, church. Mm, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in this place. She was praying for her sister. Come on, she was praying for people in the church. I guarantee you, Mama was mentioning every name that come to her mind. Hallelujah, because Mama knew what it was to pray. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Truth is, hard telling how many prayers were prayed at that chair and how many answers came right there at that chair because mama took a time to get alone with God. She said, God, I got to have a one-on-one. Mama was somebody that had to have a one-on-one every day. That's what we're missing, I believe, in the church. It's a one-on-one with God. A time out, if you please. It's good we get together. Every third Thursday. Collectively, we get together and we pray. That's good. We come on Sunday nights early. We pray. We pray Sunday morning. We pray Wednesday night. That's great. 
But there's a time God said, hey, I don't want to talk to everybody else. I got something to say to you. Come on, there is a one-on-one that I need with you. Come on. I got a word to speak to you. (laughs) And it's time for you to take time out to listen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when they say time out at a ball game, it's usually time to make some changes or give them some information out. Uh-huh. I believe he's calling the church. I believe he's calling everybody in this church. Time out for closet prayer meeting. Come on. I said I believe he's calling everybody in this church. Time out for a closet prayer meeting. Come on. It's time to step into the dark place. Come on. <laughs> it's time to step out of your comfort zone and you need to get in and talk to me one-on-one. I need to say some things to you. I need to give you some information for the day. Oh. Hallelujah. 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 Because I believe, if I have ever believed it, I believe there needs to be some changes made in our life and in our schedules. He needs a one-on-one with us to give us some brand new information. I'm going to tell you, as the time gets closer, we're going to have to have sessions where the Lord's going to have to give us some information. There's new information coming out every day. I'm telling you, you look around at this world and it's in such a mess. Yeah, we've got a new president about to take over, but I'm going to tell you, it's not going to be smooth sailing. You hear me? I said, it's not going to be. It should be, but it's not going to be. You know why? There's some on this side of the fence, and there's some on this side, and neither one of them want to give an ounce. But I want to tell you that you and I can meet with the one in the closet that's got control of all of it. He sets up, and he tears down, and I want you to know right now, he's got it all under control. Whether you believe he has or not, He knows the end from the beginning. He knows the way that you take and the way I take. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Time out to pray. Hallelujah. 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 Needs a closet prayer room. Closet prayer meeting. Hallelujah. Somebody shout yes. Yes. See, it's time for us to have a time out. In other words, it's more than just, well, let's have a moment of prayer. It's one of those things that, uh, Mama, it's time to stop cleaning house. Come on. It's time to quit washing the dishes. Come on. It's, it's not time to go shopping. Come on. <laughs> well, you don't understand. That husband's going to be home for dinner. I said, it's time for a little talk. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes we, you know, I'm going to tell you, when our mate speaks to us, said, hey, you come here, or please come here, or dear, come here, or I love you, come here. However you do that. You don't just holler, hey, I'll tell you that. Be the quickest way to 
be refused. But I'm going to tell you what God is trying to get across, I believe, to the church is it's time for you to stop what you're doing. And I need your full, undivided attention. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Glory. Hallelujah. When you get in your prayer room and you begin to pray, you know what time it is? It's time to turn the cell phone off. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't need anything in there to distract you. Come on. You don't need to hear from the world. You don't need to hear from the gossip station. Come on, church. You don't need somebody to call you and tell you what's going on on Facebook. Oh, sometimes I think that is the damnablest thing that ever, ever invented is Facebook. You know why? Because it is exactly right. It put people puts whatever's on their face on that. Let me tell you, what's, what's coming out of their mouth is come written down on Facebook and the whole world seeing it your whole life. Is you, you tell the story on Facebook. I'm, on a, I'm wondering if we'd throw Facebook away for a week and hit our closet and put all the time that we put on Facebook in the closet to God and prayer, what would begin to happen in our church right now? Yes, sir, I don't, I don't have Facebook, don't have no desire to have it. Sometimes I wish I didn't have this thing. I'd always want to throw it away. Go get the ringing one, the answering machine. If you want me, put on my answering machine. Otherwise, forget it. I get home, I'll call you. Come on, church. I know, I know, I know y'all don't like this. Some of you don't like this. This gets under where you live. But I remember the time of preaching right here in this church, loving God more than you love your cell phone. And I made everybody come up and put them right down on the table. Yet we can't even put them down in church. There's people that looks at their Facebook. They're sending messages in church. I would to God some people would go inside the prayer closet and begin to talk to God. Send him a few texts. Send him a few prayers for the church and for your family and they would be saved. I'm getting in trouble. That's all right. I'm, I've been in trouble most of my life. Might as well just let it all go tonight. Praise the Lord. You know, people come to your house to visit, and they visit Facebook all their time at your house. You can't get their attention. Lord, what'd you come to visit me for? You didn't come visit me. You could have visited Facebook at home. You know what? I get sick of it. And then, they, you know, somebody goes with you to give you company someplace, and here they are. They're Facebooking. Riding down the road. They don't know a thing you said. Come on. This is the world we live in. Come on. And I'm going to say it. Inside the church and outside the church. Oh, I can feel it getting close in here. But you're not going to keep this guy from preaching. I'll go ahead and preach it. 
I wonder what it'd be like if we pick up the Word of God and begin to read it as much as we do Facebook. Instead of getting all the juicy gossip from all the friends, I wonder what it'd be like if we'd open the Word of God and get the gossip from the Word of God. Let's get the real Word of God. Come on, let's get the truth. This won't lead you wrong. Facebook, there's a bunch of lies. There's a bunch of junk on there. People put their feelings on there and it ruins your whole day and you allow it. You ought to shut them off. If they can't say something good, they don't need to be saying it. Come on, church. It's time for a timeout. It's time for a prayer closet. Come on. It's time to be God in the prayer closet. You're not scared of anything. You're not scared of the dark, are you? Come on with me. Glory. You can go in there and sit down on my pew there. You know, a pastor may not be ready to put this up. That'd make a nice little place for people to go in there and pray for him while he's preaching. Pray for the song leaders while they're leading songs and the musicians while they're singing. Pray at God and fill the altar. Come on, at the end of service or while service is going on. Let him interrupt us just like he did Sunday night. That's all right with me. I already told him early today, God, when I prayed, I said, you don't, I don't have to preach tonight, Lord. Just go ahead and interrupt it again. Be all right with me. I've never seen a message spoil. Or his dad used to say, spile. He'll never spile. It won't spile. That's right, Lucy. Praise God. She's my girl. She was throwing me kisses for church. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. Go ahead, class. Yes, sir. She worships more than some of you. Oh. Glory. Somebody say prayer closet. That's where I need to be. Oh. Hallelujah. See, see, God began to deal with me. Because I prayed every day. I, come on, I, I pray every day. I hope you all do too. I hope you all pray every day. But there come a time in my life that he spoke to me in the wee hours of the morning and said, I remember when you used to close the closet door and we had a genuine talk. It's been a while and it's about time for one. And I'm sorry. I don't believe he spoke that into my spirit, but I think he spoke it into my spirit that I could speak it into yours. Because if there's anything that we have need of today, it's prayer. Every revival that you ever read about in the Bible came first by prayer. Before a day of Pentecost, there was prayer. 
There was a tearing. There was a time of prayer before it came. Let me church, tell you, church, before we can ever have revival, it's going to take some closet prayer meetings. Come on. It's going to take some time alone with God where you can get your head screwed on right. I'm not saying that bad. I'm not saying y'all crazy, but you're partly that way. You got to be to be this way. But I'm going to tell you, we aren't maybe crazy, but I'm telling you, we need time with God. What I'm saying is when you're in there, you're unwrapped from all the world. Come on. The devil can't have his clinches on you in the prayer room. He don't want in there. There's things going on in there that he don't want to hear. But he'll get on Facebook. He'll poison your mind on Facebook. He'll give you all that juicy gossip. And before you know it, there's a rumor going around that there's something going on in church. Well, Lord, hope I hope there is. If there ain't, I'm going to start praying. But you need to kick that off of somebody saying, hey, there's something going on in church. Come on. You don't need to listen to that trash. Come on. I always tell them my ears is not garbage disposals. Come on. I just cleaned them this morning. I don't want them messed up through the day. Come on. But if you get in a prayer closet, honey, you're going to have clean ears and God can talk to you. And you'll be listening for the right voice to the right thing. Come on. Facebook won't follow you. Well, maybe it does some of you. Oh, it's getting quiet. I love it. I know I'm on your toes. It's got, come on now, you can... You wasn't scared in there, was you? Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Who are you laughing about? You wanted to pray too? Go ahead. Now, maybe we better have our brother up there singing again. Our Father, which how would be thy name? I Come on, we need a little prayer going on. Come on. Time out. It's time to pray. Come on, it's time for one-on-one with God. I want to remind you of somebody that he heard all the gossip and all the bad news. And his name was Daniel, Daniel 6 and 10. And now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber. Come on now. His prayer closet toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. And gave God thanks before his God. Come on. As he did aforetime. Isn't that just what you want to hear? Daniel knew there was something signed that said nobody is to petition their God or nobody else but the king. And Daniel said, I'm not going to bow to him, but I'm bound to the same one that I bow to every name. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to turn my face toward Jerusalem. And I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. If we could get some people that say, today I'm not going to fool with Facebook. Come on. 
Today, I'm going to put, yeah, it's about time. Uh, it's getting media fast time. Oh, hey, it's time to lay down the Facebook. Come on. It's time to get in our prayer closet and say, Lord, take all this junk away from me. My ears would be filled with all of this baloney, Lord. I need to get this junk out of my mind. I don't need it here. Lord, I need a fresh new mind. If there was ever a call that comes, Sister McGee, to upset us, I've, we found out long years ago it was always going to come on Sunday or right before Sunday. It come on a Saturday or it's going to come on Wednesday morning. Try their best to upset your day. That's the way the devil has it all fixed up. He's going to impede your progress at church if he can. Brother Freddie, if you have a bad day, it's probably going to be on Wednesday. Come on. How many of you ladies, you have a bad day, it'll probably be on Wednesday, right before church time. If you get a headache, it'll be on Wednesday. Come on. If you get to feel just a little bit bad, it'll be on a Sunday or it'll be on a Wednesday. Come on. Hear this preacher. I've been there, done that, know what it's about. Come on. But there's a time that, Brother Terry, we need to hit the prayer closet. It's time for a little one-on-one -on -one with God. <laughs> I've noticed something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to confess before you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to open myself up tonight. But the truth is, the last few weeks before... I found myself praying. Oh my, come on, Sister McGee. We got tired. We prayed so much. I woke up. I don't know what, what, what day it was, but I know in the wee hours of the morning, I was having a battle with the beast at Ephesus. I was laying there, and I could just feel my old tummy trying to growl and roll and all of that. I got my little old Bible out, and I put it in my hand, put it on my tummy, and I began to pray against that spirit in the name of Jesus. And I laid there, and I prayed, and I prayed. And, and oh, yeah, and I prayed for all of you while I was praying that was sick. Come on. I was saying, God, keep me from getting it. And Lord... Lead them out of it. Heal their bodies. I began to pray for mention names. Everybody in church that was sick. That I knew was sick. No matter what they had. And I was praying God protect the rest of them. That they won't get this. I prayed almost all night. I woke up in the morning. And I was so tired and so weary and so weak. Sister McGill tell you. I laid in that chair all day long. I said, man, I don't understand that. But then I began to remember, I've been fighting the devil. That's work, church. Prayer is work. If you'll really pray, you'll get tired. It'll be weary. You'll become weak. But when I'm weak, he's strong. You're building up your spiritual muscles when you're praying in the prayer closet. That one day, there just wasn't no way. I just, it wasn't I was sick. That it all left. But I was just completely, wore completely out. 
Went to bed next morning. So it says to me, he said, man, I, I feel almost normal. Of course, of course, I've never been normal, but I was almost normal. I felt about as normal as normal. We got a guy that's in here praying. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he give me a thumbs up. Lord, give me some people that will come out of the prayer room like that. Anybody else want to take a turn at the prayer closet? Go ahead, Trevor. You, man, I can help him. Y'all laugh if you want to. These kids will have come out here different. Don't you start laughing when they get up and start to feel a little bit of the Holy Ghost about Sunday morning. Come on. Don't, don't, don't feel too bad back in Sunday school class when somebody raised their hand and starts speaking in that heavenly language. You know why? They was in the prayer closet on Wednesday night. Come on. Ha <laughs> ha. Lord, I, I don't see people come out of the prayer room and give you one of these. Somebody say time out. It's time to pray, church. Let me remind you. Acts 12 and 5. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Guess what? An angel loosed the chains off of him, led him out of the street through the gates. Come on. Led him out to the street and departed from him. Peter knew where they was praying for him because they was praying. They was praying. They was having a little house meeting, a little closet prayer meeting, if you please. They was all praying for him. Peter went and knocked on the door and Rhoda come to the door and she was so excited she couldn't say anything. She was ecstatic, so she had to run back and tell the rest of them. And then Acts 12, 16, but Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door, they saw him and they were astonished. Everybody said astonished. Come on. Isn't it astonishing what happens in the prayer closet while you're in there? You, a lot of people think, well, I'm going in there and I'm coming back out and nothing's going to happen. Well, that's the reason. You went in there with the wrong purpose. You need to go in there with a purpose that when I come out, I'm going to be different and so is everything else around me. You know why? We need everything else to change on the outside. But the biggest problem is for me to change because if I change, everything around me will change. Come on. I need a Holy Ghost in me. Come on. And if I'll change, then I'm going to tell you, the gossipers around me won't want to gossip anymore. The Facebook will keep still. Come on. When you get in tune with God, when they hear you talking about the Lord, they won't want to talk to you anymore. If you're not interested in their gossip, then they're not interested in what you're saying. I know I'm straight. That's the way I've always been. Don't expect me to change. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were all astonished because God answered their prayer. 
I'm going to tell you, church, God will answer your prayer if you'll say, time out. It's time for a prayer closet meeting. I need God to talk to me a little bit. Hallelujah. I'm astonished at what God does in a prayer closet at times. I had to decide why I was so weak that day. And when I finally decided I'd been praying all night the night before, and my wife began to remind me, she said, Dear, you've been up more than you've been in bed lately. She said, Because I've looked around and you're gone. See, no wonder you're tired. You ain't getting no rest. Neither is the devil. Can I tell you, church, that when you're praying, the devil isn't resting? He's weary. He wished you'd shut up. He wished you'd get out of the prayer closet. He wished you'd pick up Facebook again. He was getting a lot more joy out of that than the prayer. Because he got you involved in a little of that juicy gossip. Glory. I'm preaching for you, Pastor. Media fast is coming. Glory. Hallelujah. See, there are all kinds of things we can do while we pray. I just wrote. Seven down real, that's, that's God's number. So I, I wrote seven down that I could real quick think of. And I'm not too good at thinking. You can work and pray. You can walk and pray. You can exercise and pray. You can listen to music and pray. You can drive and pray. You can watch and pray. Not very many wants to do that. That's boring. You can go to sleep doing that. Just ask Jesus. Peter and John, all them, he took them with him. You know, come on, watch with me an hour. He come back in their sleep and said, could you not watch with me an hour? And then you can shower and pray. There's people singing and shower, so why can't you shower and pray? You, you, you take a bath and pray. Glory. But there are times that we need to get shut in with God and pray. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come to a different place here. I I want to tell you what sincere and what successful prayer looks like. First of all, successful prayer is planned. Everybody said planned. Yeah, I wish they would write that down. It's planned. In other words, what are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying it becomes a part of your day. It's in your schedule. If you don't have prayer in your schedule, you're not really a Christian. I guarantee you Facebook's in your schedule. If it ain't, you'll make room for it. 
But yet I, re I remember the story when he was born, there was no room. There's no room for him. There was room for everybody else, but there wasn't room for the king. Man, Trevor, I've left you in there a while. I hope you ain't going to sleep on me. Oh, fill him with the Holy Ghost, Lord. Okay. I, you didn't have no toys with. Go ahead, Aiden. I know you want to go in there. Aiden's going to pray while he's in there. Get, oh, yeah, seeking the Holy Ghost. Whew. Glory. Number two, real successful prayer is private. What I want to tell you is you need to get just far enough away. Jesus went a little farther. He went so far and he prayed, and it must not have been far enough because the Bible said he went a little farther. Sometimes you've got to get away from the world farther. Come on. You, I'm sorry, but you need to get away from Facebook. You need to get away from the telephone. Come on. Don't let the wife, the daughter, or anything else Interrupt your prayer time. Very seldom, and else I just feel something that I need to, that I ever answer my phone when I'm praying. If you call my phone and I don't answer, I'm probably praying, or I didn't hear it, or maybe didn't want to hear it. Because sometimes you can see the name and decide you don't want to hear it. As pastor, you know that sometimes. And if I don't want to hear it, why would I want it to ruin my prayer day? So I might as well seek God first and call later. Come on. Because you don't understand, when I'm in there, I'm getting some information. Come on. God's dealing with me some, on some things, and he's telling me some things. Come on, you'd be surprised what the Lord would say to you if you'd get alone with him and meditate upon him and get everything else out of the way, only just you and God. Come on, I'm communicating with you. You know, when you get alone with God, you can tell him anything you want to. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. There's a lot of things that's in the closet that's kept there, and I don't want them out. You know why? That's my time alone with God, and it's none of your business. I said it's none of your business. I told the one that needs to know. Come on. He's the one forgives, and you don't need to gossip about it and spread it. So there's need, no need you knowing. I've told who needs to know. Woo. Hallelujah, Lucy. Whew, glory. Hallelujah. 
So get far enough away from the world and your surroundings that you're not distracted. Number three, to have successful prayer, it must be prolonged. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm saying you need to stay away long enough. You don't need to get this beautiful prayer going to God and just in the middle of it say, oh my, this is not on my schedule. I better go take care of this. You know, you need to prolong your prayer till God's done with you. See, because I want to tell you the truth. More times we get up and leave because we're through with God, but God's not through with us. He's doing that one-on-one on us. And some of the things he's dealing with us on, we don't want to hear. So if we're not careful, we've closed the door. And we go back to Facebook because it, it tickles our ears. And it's, it's juicy gossip. And it's that and it's this. But a lot of it's lies. Hallelujah. Oh, you, you prayed through? All right. Praise God. He's ready to come out. Come on, brother. Thank you, Jesus. Mariah wants to go in there and pray. She's got a lot to pray about. She can pray about her brother and all these other kids. She can pray for him get the Holy Ghost. See, what you don't realize... There's times these kids pray when you don't know it. You have no idea how many times they say a prayer. I guarantee you when daddy and mommy's sick, Trevor and Mariah's praying. When their little friends are sick, they're praying for them. The teachers... Trevor's come home many a times and say, you need to pray for my preacher. Or my, how my preacher. He probably said that too. <laughs> you need to pray for my teacher. You know, it is kind of sound the same, teacher, preacher. They do kind of run together. Come on. See, because these kids has got a heart after God. They know who to call on when somebody's sick. So I got that, I got that little bitty guy uh, sitting up there with that you know, hair that kind of sticks up like this. He said, now Brother Andrew. But that other little guy there, I can remember... He was little. He was going through all kinds of sickness. Bless his heart. He was home from the hospital twice, and they sent him home that last time with high fever because it wouldn't come down. And he would tell his mom, he'd say, Mom, you call my papa. I want to hear him pray. 
It ain't that I'm nothing. But the God that I serve, oh, he's so glorious. They know that God has answered prayer for Papa. He's done miracles in my life. This man standing before you, God's done six notable miracles in my life. I've told those stories. I won't forget. It's been back a year or two, three, I don't know how long, but a while ago that my daughter-in-law, she called and she said, she called, told Paul, said, you have dad to come pray for me. She'd been sick a while. I remember that. And before I ever went, I knew that God was going to do something. Not, not that I was anything, but I just knew that she had been sick so long. And the Lord had laid her on my heart. And when I went in that bedroom, laid my hands on her. The Lord healed my daughter-in-law. She said, I just knew if I could get dad to come over and pray that it was going to be all right. It wasn't, it wasn't the father-in-law, but it was the God of the father-in-law. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm off the subject a little bit here. Let, let me, I, I, this is all, I don't know why this is dealing with me like this, but I got to do it. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe somebody, maybe somebody else needs this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we get in too big a hurry, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Mark 16, Jesus speaking, verse 15, he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now listen to verse 19 and 20. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them. Here, come on. After the Lord had spoken unto them. Come on, there had to be a meeting. Some information give out. He was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. Now verse 20. And they went forth. Everybody said they. And preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following them. Amen. I want you to notice something. And a lot of people overlook this. But I'm telling you, Brother Cook, whenever we place our hands on somebody, the Lord is working with you. In other words, it's not Brother McGee that's laying his hands upon that person. But it's the God of heaven that says in the name of Jesus, be thou made whole. It's God that does the work. It's not you, church. It's not you. It's only God working with you. It's only his power that's doing the work. Oh, In the name of Jesus. It's a time out. 
We need to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. I got to get on. I'm, I'm, I've, I've preached too long. Morning is a good time to pray. Because he's preserved us through the night. Not only that, but we are about to enter the duties of a brand new day. And we're about ready to commit ourselves unto him. To do something. To do his good pleasure, whatever that could be. Evening is a good time to pray. The day is closed. And it ought to be a natural thing to offer thanksgivings for the mercies of that day and to ask forgiveness for the things done wrong. It ought to be a normal thing. It ought to be part of our day. I can't tell you how many times a day I say, God, forgive me. Maybe you're not that way. You're a perfect person, but I make mistakes all day. So before night, I want to make sure they're all taken care of before I go to bed, Brother Greg. I want to know everything is clear between me and heaven. So I ask him to forgive me. Now let me insert a story before I go on. Story is told. And it's been said, son, that in the most difficult and embarrassing times of, during the revolutionary, American revolutionary, that George Washington was seen retiring to a grove in the vicinity of the camp at Valley Forge. And people slipped and sang and seen that he was found there on his knees, supplicating to the God of hosts with his prayer, who can tell how much liberty of this nation is owing to the answer of secret prayers of George Washington during his closet prayer meetings. Come on, if our early, come on, our first president done it. Church, we need to still be doing it. No wonder our nation is a mess. Come on. They don't seek God anymore in prayer. The school system don't seek God in. Hey, I can remember as a child when I went to school, the first thing we done was prayed, and then we done the Pres Allegiance of the flag. Come on. Now they don't want to do either one. Come on. <laughs> we might as well give him glory. Come on, church. If the world's going to give their God's glory, then we must give our God glory because he's above them all. He is the only wise God, and there is none other like him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, she's got watery eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm about to close. I'm about to close. One more thing I want to touch on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me close with this. Bedtime is a good time to pray. Not knowing if it could be our last sleep. And we could awake in eternity. It could be our last and our most important prayer.
Yet in the church today, I wonder how many is having closet prayer meetings. The bathroom used to be my meeting place. Got up before five in the morning. I would head to the bathroom to get my prayer in. I had no idea, Sister Dawn, how much that prayer was doing till years later. When I'd hear my children say, I woke up in the morning when Daddy was praying, just listening for my name. Because I knew he was going to mention my name. You'd be with my kids and begin to name them off that day. You bless my wife today. Be with her. Let your kids hear you pray. Don't try to hide it from them. Let them know that dad and mom prays. More than just table prayer. Let them know their name's mentioned every day. That's your precious cargo. And I've adopted a lot of kids along the way, and I've said a lot of prayers for a lot of you. Still saying them. Still saying prayers for my kids. Now I've added my grandkids. And I'm praying for them. I'm praying for church family because y'all are my family. So when there's something wrong in your life, there's something wrong in mine. Because you're part of my family. Closet prayer. I'm getting ready to close and I'm getting ready to carry this just a little farther. I should have just let the brother come up and play my guitar and sing. I want you all to stand with me. Sing real loud, wife. Zach, why don't you just come up here and help me? We're going to sing an old song about the closet.
shut in with God in a secret place. There in His presence, beholding His face, gaining new power to run in this race. I'd love to be shut in with God. Shut in with God in a secret place. There in His presence, beholding His face, gaining new power to run in. This race, oh, I'd love to be shut in with God. Shut in with God in a secret place. There in His presence, behold His face. Gaining new power to run in this race. Oh, I love to be shut in with God. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you, and have a blessed day.